welcome again to Once When I Was Cool. If you're returning, that is welcome again. If you're here for the first time, thanks for joining us. This is uh, Once When I Was Cool, the ramblings of two middle-aged men just thinking about how good things were back in the old days uh, when we were cool and when things were things were better for us. Uh, my name's Dave and joining me again uh, is my ever-present mate, Wee. How are you, Wee? Yeah, not too shabby, Dave. A uh, little bit of a tickle in the throat tonight, so... I'll try and let you do all the talking, hey? Let's <laughs> see how got, that goes. Have you got the COVID? No, mate. No COVID. I've had no. my I've had my shots. I'm all good. You're vaccinated now. Yeah, I'm vaccinated. I can travel to the shop at least. Hmm. And, hey, let's all give a big shout-out to uh, producer Simon, who's getting us out there to your earballs. So uh, good to have uh, Simon on board. He's down there in the warm weather of Tasmania. It's actually... Uh, coldest day um in, in brisbane up here today so i'm assuming you're pretty cold down Did there you have to put uh, socks on with your thongs mate i always wear socks with thongs it's uh, it's in my blood <laughs> and on your feet <laughs> yeah. yeah so look for well everyone that doesn't know because it's been behind the scenes we've just had a bit of a delayed start tonight we've uh, we've put our uh, just for various life just getting in the way and uh, we've had to find a whole new laptop and a whole new computer so we can record this tonight so we weren't looking like we were going to and we I guess that sort of uh, brings about brings is quite timely really it brings about our um, our topic for tonight and so if you've uh, read the description which I'm sure every, everybody has well every well, one, the one person listening has. Um, today we're going hey, to talk. <laughs> you haven't heard from it for a while. Um, I know. But, yeah, we once when I was cool, we used to have repairmen. Yeah, we we did, and I could have definitely used one tonight. The The repairmen ended up being Dirk, my son. Um, well, he was the saviour, mate. He was as good oh, as a repairman, bringing in a new laptop. This one yeah, sounds we- a bit better and uh, looks like it's uh, a bit better quality. Oh, look, it, it is, and uh, I have no doubt it's a lot newer than the one that I was. Uh, the I think the hamster that was running the the wheel on the inside of my old laptop died. Um, yeah, it took us an hour to to get going tonight. So yeah, repairman, oh, love them, yeah. love them. Um, don't see them. I, I think they're out there, but they're different to what they used to be. So what we're talking about when we're talking about this is, you know, your old. TV, video, VCR type uh, repairman, you know, who'd fix your, everything like, from your washing machine through to your, hmm. to your video be, recorder. It used to be like a um, an electronic sort of repair shop, really. I remember you used to walk in, there'd be a counter at the front and they'd have a whole heap of televisions and um, video players and everything else, even cameras and car stereos and type, those types of things. And uh, some of them would be specific to brands, but others you'd go in and um, they, they, they could fix anything. And there used to be two or three of them in every town and um, they just slowly sort of pe- began to peter away. It was because, uh, look, in my my town, it, it, uh, the guy that I went to uh, was absolutely amazing. I actually went to school with his son, so his son and I were, were, were friends at school and we went together to school since preschool, from preschool up to year 12. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, so he, he not only had... Um, the repair shop. He also sold TVs and that out of there as well, and videos and car stereos. I remember taking car stereos to him to be fixed, you know, video recorders, TVs, everything. And can I tell you, it didn't matter what brand, it was it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. 
And it was amazing how they um, always seem to have one of the parts on hand and whether it be a belt or a pulley or anything like that, because all the old VCRs were always um, always belt and pulley driven to make the heads work. Um, or picture tubes. Picture tubes was the other one in television. So if you remember back to the old TVs that were deep and heavy and the, the heaviest part was always the front on the screen. So when you had to carry it, you used to have the handles on the side and the the um, the uh the screen was always against you because it was the heaviest, but inside there was a tube and the tube used to light up and the picture had come through there and then it projected onto the screen. Um, but it was amazing how often they had a picture tube there. I, I remember in the very early days, whenever a TV sort of had a problem, you get that black line across the middle or, mm. or down the center of the screen. And um, that's how you knew your picture tube was gone. They'd take it to the repairman and it was always cheaper to get a picture tube put in than it was to buy a new TV. Yeah, look, it was. And when you were just describing um, the uh, the TVs and how you used to uh, get them around and how they're heavy in the front, I thought you were talking about me. You know, the handles are at the side and heavier at the front. I wouldn't be carrying you around, mate, and certainly <laughs> wouldn't be pressing you that close to my body. Mate, you'd be needing Again. one of those uh, <laughs> still, uh, one of those fridge jacks to move <laughs> me around, mate. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't look, think my back could take it. No, all your front. Um, the... Uh, the yeah the, those uh, you know blacks weren't really blacks on them and that's where i think you you find the difference because it used to the blacks used to look pretty gray you know and you'd get this you know when it was going as well because when you turned it off at night it'd get that one light that would just glow down into the middle and sit in the middle of the tv screen for a while too because you just knew that that's when your picture tube was going to go out so it had this big white glowing light like for about a minute or two after mm. you turned it off. It was like this little pinhole and then you go, oh, the tube's going. Mm. But, um, you know, they, they, the, the gentleman that used to do all our re- repairs, and I say ours because, you know, it was like a family business for them, but it was like a family. You all used to go to the same repairman. You sort of never went to a different fish and chip shop. You always went to mm. the same one. Always yeah, the always one went in town. To the... There might be two or three in town, but you always went to the same one every time. Always the same one. It's the same petrol station. It's the same everything. And, and I have to admit, I'm a bit like that now, to be honest. I go to the same petrol station. There's a couple of petrol stations around here that I go to, and I pass about 20 others on the way to work, but I never never stop into them for some reason. Well, I always, just, I always try to stay local as well to the local area to try and keep people supported because we live in, we've got little villages around us. But, um, you know, when they're, they've got to also be competitive and got to be reliable as well. Well, that's, that's, that's correct. And I think I, I remember when the decline started to happen was when there were lots of, um, for, for these guys, is when there was lots of the cheaper display it was cheaper to then go and buy another printer you could buy a brand new printer mm. rather than getting it fixed because well and it was actually cheap. got to a point to get a new printer than actually get an ink cartridge yeah well that's the point now i mean we bought a um but you get what you pay for we bought a printer to replace ours i think it cost 38 bucks or something like that and the first time we went to change the ink i think it cost us 60 
but it, yeah. it was it was a so terrible. So cheaper it was to get a, another one. Yeah, but it was a terrible printer. But I think that's the part of the problem is it's become a bit of a throwaway world. I mean, rather than get your mobile phone, let your mobile phone get to the end of its uh, natural life, you just replace it and get a new one. God knows where they go. I'm looking at the shelf here. I think we've got three or four just sitting here of old generations, and now Delilah's old enough to have one as well. We. We upgrade her phones every time as well. Yeah, yeah, and ex, just ex, we we just happen to be showing me his seven year old mobile phone at the moment, seven. which is doesn't doesn't actually do anything. It barely makes a phone call. But anyway, we I digress. Um, but TVs, uh, you know, going back to TVs and VCRs, you never would just go and you know if it blew a belt or the picture tube was gone, you'd always try and get it fixed before you bothered to try and buy a new one. Yeah, well, even back in the day, if say they were four hundred dollars for another video player, that that was heaps expensive compared to what a you know these days you can get a um, I was going to say a video player, but you can't even get them. I did see in um, one of the big chain um, electronics stores the other day a DVD player that was like thirty bucks, and mm. I I thought about getting one just so I could watch some old DVDs, but you um, don't have a DVD player. No, no, okay. not really. Do you still have DVDs? Yes. So how do you play them or you don't? You I don't. I just them. download it. It's one of those things that you never sort of throw. I've got videos, mate. Hmm. i got, I got uh, uh, a Pulp Fiction video from way back and I went through the other day because we're looking at having to do some shifting into our other son's place. Hmm. So um, the boss... Well, the mm. sorry, the Minister for Finance and Misery, mm. she said that we had to, um, I had to go through all these old drawers. I keep looking at the You keep looking case. over your shoulder because you're recording in your bedroom and I know that she's a, she's floating around there somewhere. Yeah, I'm just scared she's going to hit, come, sneak in and hit me up the side of the head or something. Yeah, yep. But <laughs> if you hear this, a scream would, on there. I would post this video if she did that. Yeah. Uh, no doubt, no doubt. This is that's one of those um, snuff video, snuff films. <laughs> it soon will be. Anyway, yeah. But uh, yeah, she said I had to throw stuff out, and I, I just can't. I couldn't do it. There was some I had to throw out, and there was some old um, that I, I I needed to to move and 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 remove and and get rid of. Mm-hmm. But um, it's even like my um, my dad's um, old uh, camcorder. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, it was a bit of an ultimatum, mm. and I and even Dirk was going, "Just can you get rid of it? You don't, you don't need this." So where is I, it now? In the back of your car somewhere? And, yeah. and it's, it's what, <laughs> <laughs> he can't speak at the moment because he's in the bedroom and she's listening. Let me anyway. just say, all those boxes in the shed aren't always full of car parts. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, do you remember when you used to get a tape? Uh, like a cassette or a, or even a video caught in the machine where the for whatever reason the tape would roll over on itself and just wind its way all the way through and you could never get it out. Um, the only way you could get it is either cut the tape and pull it out and hope or then it would get stuck or it would break off in there. So you'd end up having to go to the repairman who took great delight in getting it out and um, charging you accordingly. Yeah, and a lot of the time when um, you could, couldn't eject it because, as you were saying earlier, it was all belt-driven. So the belts would either break or slip off the, the pulleys. So yeah. I, I think, you know. Or the they, tape would get caught in the pulleys. That's a service that they charge for. Yeah. So you pull it halfway or, you know, you couldn't even eject it. So, But I, I agree. I think they love doing that sort of stuff because it was easy for them. They just took the top off 
unwound it or cut it and put a new little band on it and the way it went. It's probably a rubber band or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not sure, but, hmm. you know, they, I, I, I remember was, even equalisers for cars. They used to repair them for me as well if I'd blow, blow them. <laughs> um, but it was also not just a matter of replacing the belts and the pulleys and the mechanical stuff. They're always good with the electrics as well. Um, you know, you, you don't get in there and mess around with the electrics and you, you, they'd be in soldering and rewiring and doing all these sorts of things. We never had thoughts of will it work, won't it work? No, you, and if they ever gave you the phone call to say, look, we, we just can't fix this, it's like, well, if he can't fix it, no one can fix it, we have to get a new one. Mm. And, you know, you, that's what it was. You, you took their word and, you yep. know. Yep. Did you ever have to take a record player in? No, not, not that I could recall, no. Did you, did you ever have a record player? Yeah. It was always interesting that you, they, these guys would keep everything and including the needles for record players. But invariably you'd go to the, to get a new needle for the record player, you end up going down to the music shop where you bought the cassettes and the records. Yeah, it was a bit, a bit obscure like that. It was, um, yeah, it was one of those things that you wouldn't think that that's where they'd come from. It'd be more like an electronic shop. But yeah, and they used to I all, suppose for them, they used it was to a all bit of hang everything. Yeah, and they'd hang on a rack where um, they, I don't think they were ever behind the counter. You could always walk up and they're in a little hard plastic case and all the different ones for the different brands would be sitting on a rack and you'd come along and look for the one you want and take that off and like you do with drill bits in a, a, in a hardware shop. Yeah, all lights for your, your car if you have to change your lights. Hmm. Yeah, so you know, it's it's interesting that um, that those sorts of um, repairmen don't seem to be around. I can't remember the last time I saw the repairmen, but when was the last time you ever tried to get a TV fixed with the flat screens and the plasma and the ones that only last for about five years nowadays anyway? Look, to be honest, I think um, we had a TV that some of the pixels went on it and um, we rang them. They came out, had a look and just went, we'll give you a new one. So yeah, it's easier for enough. them to it's easier for them to provide you a new one. Our fridge that we've got um, mm. over the last mm, we've probably only had it two years. Mm. The fridge, uh, the freezer door, it's a fridge up the top, freezer down below. Mm. The uh, it's um, one of those shiny um, steely look. Yeah. yeah, and the colour of it just seemed like it was not right. So. They sent a repairman out and rather than just replacing the door, they replaced the whole bloody fridge because they can't get the parts because of COVID. So it's easier for them to provide a whole new fridge than a door. Our dryer, we can, when that blows, all the belts go. When it, if it's in warranty, you, they, you ring them, you just get a new one. They just replace it. I don't know where all these... Um, there might be an electronics graveyard somewhere where all these um, uh, just single-use sort of uh, mm. electronic equipment goes to die, but uh, maybe that's eBay. I don't know. I know that Ruby um, has had her washing machine fixed a couple of times where uh, oh, there's a little bloke, but that's the town that she lives in. There's a bloke comes out and has a look at it and scratches his head and kicks it a couple of times and says, yeah, we need to do this and we need to do that and fixes it up and it lasts for another 12, 18 months and 
Um, but other than that, I don't know when the last time I heard of somebody being able to go to one of these sorts of places, especially the multi, multi, you know, multi device type things, whether it be, like you said at the beginning, a washing machine or a dryer or down to a TV or a DVD player or something like that. So these days the process is pretty much this. You go and buy something, you either stick with the warranty that they give you, they offer you extended warranty at a cost, you have an issue with it, you ring a number, they go, oh, take it back to where you bought it or we'll send a man out. You take it back to where you bought it, they'll either send it out for a pair or say we're going to get you a new one and it's the same with the man that comes out to your house and then it, it, it's fixed. You, you don't know these people. There's no mm. uh, personal uh, sort of relationship. It's not like you can go in and have a big chat with them and go, oh, you know, this is what I was thinking, you know, it might have been. No, it's just like that's what it is. I reckon and the, if it's no good, you've got to buy a new one. I reckon the closest thing that we have is probably garden tools like lawnmowers and whippersnippers and stuff like that. You seem to be able to take them back into the places that you bought them from and they'll either service it or fix it. And then much like the old TV repairmen of the day, they'd have reservice ones and refurbished ones out the back that people don't want anymore so they have a go at it and put it back together and then sell it for a bit cheaper. I'm a little bit more stingy. I do everything like that on my lawnmower myself. I wondered why it was really not going so well. So I thought, oh, I think you I, answered I, that question yourself. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I actually got it working better than what it was before. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I changed out the filters, changed out the uh, um, the the um, spark plugs, all of those sorts of things. Um, running i was looking at gonna get get a new one because i thought uh, it's you know i've had it for about 10 years it's Mm. all the paints chipped off it it's Mm. yeah but no it's running uh used to take me two tanks of fuel to um uh mow the lawn takes me one one um i can do one and a half of my lawns now on on one tank because it actually can breathe and get Mm. air into it and and spark properly is that because you fixed it and you've taken it to someone before and they didn't fix it properly or no, it's because, I don't see where this story um, is going? Because what happens now, the story is get on oh. YouTube. You mm. can have a look. You can do any sort of surfacing. I'd probably even before I'd take something to be repaired, have a look on YouTube. Can I fix it? Mm. Most things die just outside of warranty. Mm. So you fi- you tend to fix it more than – and if you break it and it doesn't work, you, you end up getting a new one anyway. I remember, um, no, I don't remember. You've seen the size of my lawn. I've got two acres and I've got a little push mower that I do some parts in, but there's some fairly lengthy parts that take me a couple of hours to do. But um, I always get concerned that when I change the the blades on the mower that one of them's going to fly off and, and slice my leg off at some point or slice into a dog or something like that. That's always a concern of mine. Yeah, it's, look, That's I- just a random point. That's got nothing to do with what we're talking about. No, and my answer to that is uh, I think I've, I also think of that as well, um, but I just make sure I tighten my nuts up yeah, and, then the, and then the nuts on the actual blade. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say that should be the rule for life, mate. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And, and, but the difference is it, it, even, say, for example, um, rather than taking stuff to a repairman these days, there is an absolute YouTube video for just about anything. You probably get one to do backyard brain surgery. And give it a shot. Well, that, just a, that's, just that's drill. right. That, so, and just it won't hurt drill a Drill an air compressor. Hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah. 
I was just going to say that the one thing that I think is um, out there as a repair and will always be, obviously, is going to be motor mechanics. That's going to be one one and only repair shop that will never go away. Mm, hopefully but even a lot of them these days it's not uh, you know your little you got your little local mechanics which are always great but you go to any of the big sorts of chains or any of those sorts of places and they um they usually got the apprentice just putting it straight onto the diagnostic machine yeah well you, you can actually buy your own diagnostic machine these days off ebay and plug it in if you've got one of those cars that you plug in but for me it's more about um I love my mechanic. I've had him ever since I moved up to Brisbane and I only had one one other one when I was in, in in where I where I grew up. I had the sort of one mechanic. But a lot of the time that was my dad. Um mm-hmm. until I moved out of until I moved out of home and then um you know, the car started getting a little bit more um technically uh tuned and things like that. So you know, he didn't have the tuners to be able to do that as yeah. well. Yeah, so. yeah. I guess the only other uh, other uh, repairman that I really wanted to get into because we've talked about, um, you know, everyone else. Um, and, and, I mean, even the computer repairmen, they're around still but don't really do that much. Um, I guess the only other one that I kind of miss because they were always entertaining to go and have a look at and they weren't common and not in every town, but they were the repairmen for uh, pinball machines. Oh, yeah, they were. They always used to just come in and just change them out. If the pinball machine broke, that was it. It you had a broken sign until they bought a new one in. Yeah, but they would always take it's them back more, to. They'd have like a big white van. For some reason, they were always white and they're big vans, and they put them in the back of the van. But if you ever found where they actually went to the repair place, they were they were awesome sorts of places because they had like just big banks of. Um, Pinball machines, all usually working in some various state of disrepair, but, you know, always great fun. Yeah, look, they, they are. And and um, a friend of mine has two of them, as you know, yeah. and and he had them actually refurbished. So not only are the repairmen out there, but they're restorers as well now because pinball machines are a, a thing of the past, which are awesome. And if you ever come across a really good um, pinball arcade, uh, and I mean a proper pinball arcade, not... Um, Are they still around? Yep. Even there's time a zone and intensity and those sorts of places don't have them anymore. No, there's just little um, pinball. Um, there's a place up here in Bris Vegas in, um, at the Gabba. It's okay. It's well, absolutely I'm up th- amazing. I'm up there in a few weeks. We're going. Yeah, it's amazing. I actually went to with um, my wife to a friend's... Um, you know, big fancy sit-down meal that we had celebrating his birthday and I discovered this on the way down. Um, I think my wife found me a couple of times up there with one of the other guys yeah. playing, playing pinballs and drinking beer out of because uh, it was uh, it had beers, mm-hmm. uh, pinball machines, the old Mortal Kombat, the yep. original Mortal Kombat. Yep. Um, That's coming you know, out as a movie soon. <clears throat> apparently. I think it might be out. Mm. Anyway. Um, it's oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah, but the pinball repairman, that would have to be one of the happiest jobs. It would be like the soft drink delivery man. You'd have to be one of the the happiest jobs in the world because you get to just bring people so much joy. And um, being able to take them and repair them and, you know, if you've got to repair them properly, you've got to have a game and one game probably turns into 15. So it would be good. Yeah, Yeah, look, I think it would be like anything. If it's your job, it's not always that exciting. Um, 
So, you know, he'd have to always drive probably miserable because he had to drive, you know, two and a half hours just to deliver one pinball machine and then, you know, hear the person with the broken one whinge at him. So, you know, mm. they there's always all the 20 that. Cent pieces. Yeah, there's always that. Because they were always only 20 cents to play and then they became 40 cents and now I think it's two bucks, isn't it? Ah, uh, yeah, two bucks or a token or, you know, so... I'm going to take you and it's my token. Yeah. <laughs> How many games do I get for this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'd be disappointed. I can please disappoint, leave, I can please disappoint leave the them shop in now. so many different ways, you know. Yeah, and that's even before you get in there. Yes. Um, so what are your thoughts? Repairmen. Repairmen. I think Look, it's a bit of a loss. I think it's a bit of a, a lost start and a bit of a, a sad sort of thing that we don't have them anymore. We live in a, a, a bit of a throwaway society and they, I think they're always fairly valuable. Would you call it a trade? I would have called it a, a trade, like an electronics trade. But, you know, there's other repairmen that we haven't spoke, and I'll just say quickly, um, it's your cobblers and things like that. You still have them in, you know, in the shopping centres, but not like they used to be. You watch repairmen. You know, they go, they still, if you've got an expensive watch, sometimes you send them away. But you wouldn't take um, it to like the, uh, your expensive watch to the key cutting place to fix it, the ones that replace your battery. No, no, you go battery. to a proper, proper jeweller or something like that and mm. they have a... Um, but, they, give you know, you a, they give you a receipt for it, don't just say just leave it here and pick it up in 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And in that stage they've already got a dummy one ready for you. Isn't this the watch you broke, brought in? No, mine wasn't a Mickey Mouse watch. No, it wasn't, it wasn't pink. Yes. But, you know, I think... There's some lost art. They're going to end up being lost art uh, uh, as well. Um, those type of uh, watch repairers and um, cobblers and 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 leather people who work with leather, all of those sorts of things. They're becoming a rarity. It's like um, what do you call it? Uh, farriers. They're they're far and few between. Farriers being the people who um, replace and and put on horseshoes and and trim horse hooves and things like that, you know. These are all trades. So I know we're talking about repairmen, but if we're looking back at what we used to do back then, it's so many things that are a bit of a lost art that, um, you know, we're talking about the electronics, but there's so many other things out there. You know, um, it, it's it's amazing that uh, I think, you know, motor mechanics itself, you know, being able to, sit there and, and tune a carburetor by ears, gone by the way, because you just plug it in and you just use a computer and change the air air fuel mix on the computer. Mm-hmm. It's, mm. it's not actually um, – It's I'm sure it's very technical and I'm not being disrespectful to anybody out there, but, you know, having to be able to break a carburetor down and rebuild it to make sure the float still works and the – Well, you don't the, know how many things have carburetors these days. Mm. Well, um, lawnmower? The other dude that um, the the bloke that comes and fixes the fuel pumps as well. That's a quite the, an involved sort of process. The fuel pumps at the service station. Oh yes, at sorry the ga- at the gas station. At the I just mm. didn't know. I thought because we we're talking cars, I was talking fuel pumps on cars. Sorry, no, I was talking fuel. Yeah, you were mm. talking fuel. Mm. Um, yeah, and you see them, uh, and that they're a bit like. Um, one of them up the road closed, and the way that they break everything down and pack them up to resend them, I'm sure they just re reuse them somewhere else. They just, um, I don't think all these things go into the uh, aeroplane graveyard or um, fuel fuel graveyard. 
Oh, or TV thinking, graveyard. Yeah. There, there is a plane graveyard out at uh, Alice Springs. I saw that when I uh, flew through there. It's amazing the amount of air, aircrafts that are sitting out there. And are they getting repaired? No. No, they mm. don't. Mm. I see now anyway, that they're stripping. I, I see that they're stripping down seven four sevens these days to make little um, luggage tags and key rings and things like that, so you can take a piece of a particular uh, plane from a particular provider or whichever airline you like, and uh, then they do the old World War Two ones as well, like Spitfires and stuff like that, and they take a little sliver out of it and print on it um, what it is, and then you get it. And no, hmm. oh, okay, didn't know that. Recycling planes. So, yes, the repairman uh, think it's gone by the way as we knew it. I think mm. they're still around in a sense. You know, mm. you always see a melee sort of van floating mm. around, but it's more installing it and, mm. and uh, you know, turning the hob button on for the, the housewife I, that can't I always work wondered how to work it. why the snap-on mm. tools truck, have you ever seen, you know, the, the yeah. tool brand snap-on? Why does it need to be so big if it's just carting around a few um, – Spanners and wrenches and screwdrivers and stuff. Always wondered. It, Never seen one open. Only ever seen them on the road. Because they're like they they got lots of tools in them. Because a lot of them will go down to a lot of the country areas. Because mm. I put orders in, and mm. they'll drive down one, deliver it, or they'll go through and have some tools in there mm. to sell. Mm. Like your truck, they're, they're so pretty got One big tool in it. Yeah, you when you're driving in there with me. Waka waka. Yeah. All right. Anything else, mate? No. Um, what about you? Well, I just wanted to say that it, you, I, I, when you're talking about the horseshoes before and you were on a bit of a run, I didn't want to sound like a bit of a dick and um, correct you, but it's it's actually farrier, not farrier, and I know there'll be people out there who will be calling that out because we're pretty big in the uh, equine arenas, as you know. Um, and a farrier is somebody who drives the ferry boat across the river sticks. Well, they're pretty important too. <laughs> yeah, mate. I know. I think it's a lost art, like with everything. It's a shame, but when there's no need for it, it's pretty hard to justify. And it's I, I feel for those people who've made a life out of it and now they don't have it. But yeah. you know, it's a uh, you, you can't say that the um, the the stuff, the goods, and the well, the goods. I don't guess it's really services that you know TVs and you know different sorts of players these days are, are far superior to what we had 25, 30, 40 years ago. So yeah, like me comparing to you, it's a bit um, more superior. Yeah, it's a bit, but yeah, gotten worse with age. But it's um, it's a shame that they're gone. It's a shame that we our society's changed so much, and nobody's really noticed the demise, and no one's really noticed that they've gone. But you know, the world moves on, I guess. And I don't want to get all philosophical about it, but I, I kind of, I kind of miss it, and th- you know, thought they were good sorts of. Um, careers that people could have had and they're always handy and always useful to have and they're always good people to know yeah and then you know i i actually look at, at all of this and the, the sort of the stuff that we talk about that is not around anymore and yet um you know our generation yours and mine are the ones that's getting blamed for everything um when we actually used to probably um recycle a lot more than what um anyone does these days uh, in terms of uh, we didn't just throw stuff out and get a new one. So how dare you, you know? What? Oh, that, that generation that. just has yeah, had right. yeah. 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 So what I'm saying is, you know, these people live in a throwaway society that you'd have people actually having one TV in a house and having that for 20 years 
not having one every two years or three years because you know in, in every room pixel out or mm. yeah so mm. you know we could get blamed for a lot of things i think um you know the mirror effect should come into effect and a lot of people should have a good long hard look at themselves because <laughs> we have become a real um uh, society where we don't even you know these are these are jobs that are be gone and we'll never get back again. And if any of the farriers or the farriers, uh, well, the farriers, the fer- a farrier is somebody who uh, provides your fur coats for you. There's another one we mm. could do. That's something you don't see anymore. People mm. wearing fur pelts. Yeah, like those big, big, horrible cowskin carpets or mats that used to go on the floor in front of your fireplace. I wore one of them in the shop the other day, and my wife was disgusted because I put it on and looked like a big bear and was acting like a. When I say a big bear, it's more like a koala bear, really. But uh, she said nasty things and hurtful things to me because she thought I was being stupid. Anyway. <laughs> she was being hurtful to you. Being oh, hurtful. Yeah. Oh, that's just her way, mate. That's just yeah. her way. It's all about her and her problems and not you. Don't you take yeah. it on board. On that, on that note, mate, we're going to let it go. Thank you, Simon. No worries. Thanks, we. We will talk to you again soon. Thanks for joining in. Thanks for telling a friend. If you've got any stories about, uh, well, Farius, I guess, or uh, any other types of people, then uh, let us know. Once was cool podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Keep an eye on our Facebook page for any upcoming events. There's not any on there, but we usually let you know when the next podcast come out. Thanks again. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.